0: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. It has been a while since the last episode. Um, not much has been going on in the NBA. That is until a couple of nights ago when the NBA draft took place. Um, for the Sixers, not a huge night in particular going into it. Um, late first-round pick, we had... Um, You know, there's some interesting guys that could be on the board, but more than anything, um, fans were looking for the pick to be traded. And that's exactly what happened as the Sixers traded their first-round pick along with Danny Green for young Grizzlies guard, Anthony Melton. I am a huge fan of this trade. I absolutely love it. I think it was a perfect trade, honestly. I mean, I love Danny. Um, Great player for us for a couple years. Um, Well, great player. Um, Good veteran player. Uh, Hit his shots. Was very big in some of those playoff games last year. But the Anthony Melton is the exact type of guy Sixers fans are always saying that they need. Um, You know, he's a very young guard. One of the best um, rebounding defensive guards in the league. Um, he's shown with Memphis, um, what he's capable of at the age of 24, you know, having a guy like that, um, coming off our bench, I would assume, um, if Harden returns, um, Maxi, Matisse, or whoever else in that three spot. And then you got Toby and Joel. Um, but yeah, I mean, D'Anthony Melton was an incredible, uh, player. He fills a huge role in this team, a backup guard spot, you know, when you were rotating between, Furkan and Shake and all those type of guys having a guy like De Anthony Melton who is a good rotational piece on a championship contending team um, and you know he'll be good for our future I think that was a brilliant trade um, so that's first of all and that answers a lot of questions already honestly um, One question was, what do we do with Danny Green? You know, the ACL injury, um, the age, the contract, all of that. And just like in Sixers' fashion, you package him with a first-round pick and you get a valuable player. And, um, yeah, I don't think you can ask for much more. You know, maybe you could of use Danny in a a trade for a bigger piece. But at the end of the day, I think this was incredible job by Daryl Morey. Um, Very good job to set the tone in this free agency, in this off season, whatever you want to say. Um, Next talking point that I really have been looking at in depth is Matisse Dibal. I've been going back and forth in my mind about Matisse Dibal for some time now. And especially in this off season, On one hand, you have a guy who doesn't know how to shoot the ball. You know, his offense has just not been improving. Um, His impact on that end is just so rough. And on the other end, you have his defense. And, you know, all defensive team, second team this year, um, at his age, um, in the amount that he plays is amazing what he's been doing. Um, You know, he has those games where he'll get his hand on the ball every other possession, and you're like, wow, this guy could be a superstar defensively. And then there's other games where he honestly is invisible, you know, he he gambles on a lot of balls and that he doesn't get, um, and it hurts us, and that is a huge dilemma on one hand, you have this guy who could be a huge part of your future of your franchise, you know, great uh, late first round pick, regardless of how you look at it, it was a great pick, but... You know, do you want to keep him and think that he's a huge piece in a championship contender? Or do you want to deal him for a veteran guy who can help you win now? Obviously, you know, there's talks about guys like Eric Gordon, Terrence Ross. Um, You know, that's a guy that's going to get you a bucket, and they can still play some defense. Um, Obviously, Matisse has way more potential than either of those guys, but Matisse is not getting you a bucket. And if you need scoring, which the Sixers definitely do from that wing spot, um, you know, you got James Harden, who now has one of the best playmakers in the NBA. Um, you know, that athleticism, that vintage scoring has gone down, but his passing is still elite, and having guys that can finish, having guys that can shoot the three is huge to surround James Harden with, and obviously to surround Joel Embiid with, um, scoring champion last year. When you have a center scoring like that, you don't need wings that can necessarily... Um, you know, you, you need them to stand out, hit their threes. They don't need the ball in their hands all that much. Look at a guy like Tyrese Maxey. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric, but he also can play very, very well off the ball. So the type of guys like that who play well off the ball, Matisse Dibble, um aside from backdoor cuts for lobs, not doing too much really with the ball in his hands or even off the ball, getting open for threes and stuff like that. Um, and pairing Matisse, you got Matisse and Tobias is the other, um, side of this equation. Tobias had a very solid playoffs. In my opinion, I think he was great for us. Very gritty. His defense, um, kept us really alive in a lot of those games, especially in the Toronto series on Pascal Siakam. Um, Tobias climbed up my ladder a lot during this playoffs. And while his stats are going to look very similar to what they have in the regular season um, with Harden and all that, his defense and what he does on that side of the ball and just, you know, his assertiveness, um, his leadership is huge for the Sixers. And I do love Tobias, but with that said, Tobias is also an asset with that contract Um, You know, package in some young guys, maybe a guy like Jake Milton, whatever. Um, Tobias is a trade asset. His contract can be swapped with a guy like, I don't know, someone like Bradley Beal. Um, You know, Bradley Beal has said he's made his decision, whatever. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that a sign and trade is not going to happen, but... You know, look, if you have to give Tobias for any of the uh, superstar, Beal, Levine, Mitchell, any anyone along those lines, I think every Sixers fan is in agreement. You're packaging him, thanking him for what he's done for the team, setting him on his merry way. Um, Even with Matisse, you know, you can package those two guys for any of those star shooting guards. Um, In my mind, I think that's obvious. You know, some people might say um, Tobias is more, a better fit with Matisse and whatever else we're going to give up. I think if you have a chance to get any of those guys, you pull the trigger in a heartbeat, Um, but look, if, if we're stuck with Tobias for another year and that doesn't happen, I still think the Sixers could easily be contenders, but I think the Sixers, honestly, with this current lineup, you know, barring any injuries, you know, if you got the best version of Harden at this age, you get the best version of Embiid at his age, um, you know, you already got Melton, you get a couple guys in free agency that can help you out. Maybe a guy like Bruce Brown, a guy like, I mean, PJ Tucker is not a small (laughs) Pick up by any means, but you get a guy like Tucker. You maybe pick up a guy like one of the Morris twins, um, Kelly Oubre. These are all guys that might be available, might hit free agency. Um, You know, any of these type of players, these gritty defensive players get you a bucket. Um, But more than anything, just a guy you can put on the court and be confident in. That's the biggest thing for the Sixers. You look at their last couple years, Shake Milton. Furkan Korkmaz, um, you know, battling with with backup centers at the end of last year. DeAndre Jordan, Paul Reed after another year, I think, should be a guy you can be confident putting on the court. But you want established players that you can put on the court with James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey. And you go and let them play their game. You have a guy that can knock down open three. You know, um, a guy like, I'm not saying the Sixers are going to target him, but a guy like Royce O'Neal, you just look at him for the Jazz Uh, The Jazz obviously haven't been doing much, but, you know, just a player, go out there, play some defense, shoot some threes, um, you know, just make, like, George Niang, what he was for us last year, George Niang being your best bench player is not acceptable on a championship contending team and that's not a knock to george niang he could definitely still be in the sixers rotation as their you know maybe ninth eighth man um but his defense just did not get it done in the playoffs and more than anything having solid guys at both ends of the ball you know i'm not i'm making this seem very simple there's not that many of those guys available in the league because you know every team wants a guy like that every team wants a pj tucker how could you not i mean his his aggressiveness his defense his rebounding everything he does is just so good and that's why i think that Melton trade in particular was so great, because Melton is a guy that every team could use a DeAnthony Melton. Every team could use a scrappy, young, good-rebounding um, guard, plays aggressive, getting better, um, and yeah, that's why, I, sorry, jumping all over the place, but I just absolutely love that trade, and I think we should really be targeting more guys like that, um, going along with that, free agency is starts on June 30th, I already read off a couple of the names of some of the best uh, available free agents, but just looking around the league, guys, I mean, look, James Harden's the biggest question mark, but I think that as long as he signs which he should, that question mark uh, becomes a race and that helps us set up for the future. Um, you look at, at the guards and forwards available. I mean, you know, backup center, if we don't like Paul Reed, a guy like Chris Boucher might be on the market and that's just... You know, that would be beautiful after all he's done to the Sixers. Um, Didn't have that great of a playoff series, actually, but um, real Sixers fans know what Chris Boucher is capable of. Um, But yeah, going back to some of the forwards available, um, you have guys like Kyle Anderson, P.J. Tucker, um, Otto Porter from the Defending Champs. You got Kelly Oubre, Nicholas Batum, Bruce Brown. um, And then you got the big names like Zach Levine and Bradley Beal. So I think it's really up to Daryl Morey in this front office to make some calls Uh, ask around the league, you know, what, who's available. Like, as I mentioned earlier, Terrence Ross and Eric Gordon, like, that's the caliber of players they need to be finding. They need to find teams that have these established veterans and they need draft picks. They need young guys. Like, honestly, you look at the magic. What are they benefiting from having Terrence Ross on their roster right now? They're, they're not, I mean, Not that he's not a good player, but they're not winning anytime soon, and I guess you could, you know, saying whatever, you have this veteran presence to help develop guys, but Terrence Ross doesn't have that much to offer a young team, but he has a lot to offer the Sixers, so you give them a young guy they might be able to develop, um, you know, add on a draft pick or two maybe, um, You're getting back Terrence Ross, same with Houston and Eric Gordon, you know, a young team, Eric Gordon, veteran presence, whatever, doesn't have that much to offer, flip them a young piece, and I feel like that's just, I mean, it's common sense, really. I think every Sixers fan has seen this, uh, heading up to this offseason. I don't think that people are focused enough, however, on these little, you know, these scrappy, these pieces that go into the full puzzle. I think with Sixers fans, and really all basketball fans, they often look towards the bigger names. Look, you want James Harden to resign, obviously. You want to get Beal. You want to get Mitchell. But at the end of the day, looking at all the defending champions in the last couple of years, what? Of course you have Steph Clay Draymond, but they're able to surround them with guys like, look, Jordan Poole comes into the equation. Gary Payton second comes into the equation. Um, you, Andrew Wiggins, uh, that's not a, a small name by any means. But it's building the foundation of a team. And that's what eventually gets you to that promised land. You look at the Raptors that beat the Sixers team. They were loaded bench starters. Every piece on that team was solid. They did not have any huge holes for a team to exploit. Um, look, any of the defending champs Look at the Bucks before that The Warriors' whole dynasty even The Cavs' championship team Well, they had LeBron A little bit of a different story But when you look at all these teams The thing in common is they have those defenders They have the guy Everyone on their team There's no huge weak spot that they're putting out onto the court To get exploited And I think that's been the Sixers' problem for a while. They've always had the star power. They've always had that Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and now Harden and Embiid. They have Maxi. They have the scoring. They have all the flash, whatever. They have the big names that it takes to win. And I think at that point, that should be obvious to Sixers fans and the league. If you look, if you look at Embiid, you look at Harden, you look at Maxi, you look at Tobias Harris, that four surrounded by a strong core of role players Is capable of winning an NBA championship if Joel Embiid is healthy, if all of them are healthy, and I think that is being overlooked by trying to get guys like Beal, Levine, Mitchell. Look, of course you want those guys. Of course that would be so huge, but um, you you surround that nucleus that we already have with these veterans. Doesn't even have to be like you know elite veteran like PJ Tucker. That's the ideal player that they want doesn't have to be P.J. Tucker. I feel like whenever I look around the league and seeing moves happening, it's always like Gary Harris for a second-round con- like conditional pick. Like The Sixers need to get in on stuff like that. When they made the Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson trade, it did not work out. But that idea of bringing in two solid players that can play solid basketball is exactly what the Sixers need, in my opinion. Just going out you know, you don't have to give up, not every trade has to be a blockbuster, not every move has to be a huge difference. Like, when they signed George Niang, for like, I feel like a lot of NBA teams, that's not something that fans would bet an eye at. For Sixers fans, and for the Sixers, that type of move is actually a huge move, as we saw. George Niang was a, well, what is he, his contract is almost nothing, they went out, they got him, you know, it's, it's whatever they paid him $3.3 million. That's a very small contract in NBA terms, but guess what? He was a very impactful player. And there's so many guys every year. I feel like on the market that can do what George Niang does do. Not even what George Niang does. Maybe it's a guard who can play good defense, but you know, Tyce Jones on the market. Um, Tyce Jones, one of the best backup point guards in the league. So again, it's an extreme example, but Looking at, yeah, a guy like Gary Harris, who um, actually would be a great target for the Sixers in free agency. I don't think that many teams are going to be narrowing in on Gary Harris. They're for sure not offering him a ton of money. Um, So, you know, that's the type of guys I think the Sixers will have to look after. Um, But we're going to have to see how it plays out. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with Harden, what happens with Matisse, what happens with Tobias. And I'm very, very excited for free agency. And yeah, there's not that much going on right now, aside from the draft. I mean, a lot of stuff happening around the league. But in terms of the Sixers, none of this stuff has really impacted them yet. Um, You know, you saw Jeremy Grant get traded, Christian Wood get traded. Um, And while this stuff isn't necessarily impacting the Sixers... It just gives you an idea of how little you might have to give up. Um, You know, if there's these type of players on this type of team that that can't be used, they're willing to just get rid of the contract sometimes. And I think Daryl Morey is going to do a very good job capitalizing at that. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. I hope I'm reporting back soon with some good news about free agency, some exciting things the they've done. But regardless, I'm always going to be excited for next season. So make sure you guys keep trusting that process.